the KMM Movie Review. This episode of the KMM Podcast is brought to you by The Purple Box. You guys ever wanted some delicious, yummy treats? Cupcakes, cakes, cookies? Then you need to hit up our sponsor, The Purple Box. DFW area only. If you live somewhere else, we're sorry, but you cannot get these goodies at the moment. And if you mention our discount code, KMM, for you, you'll get a fat 15. That's a 1-5% off. Where do you go to get this discount? You can hit up the Purple Box on Instagram at the, with two E's, Purple Box. You can go on Facebook, the Purple Box. Or you could email taylormurphybakes at gmail.com. And again, mention our discount code KMM4U to get that fat 15 15% off your first order. Now back to the episode. I hope you enjoyed that ad because uh, Frank was talking up a storm over here for that. Ah, so thirsty and parched from talking so much. <laughs> Let me take a swig of water. Well, welcome to our weekly movie reviews. We've got a relatively small lineup, but a very intense lineup. Mm-hmm. Certainly one of the, I feel like the movies we watched this week, like we, we only watched two. It was like half of the, like what, we had seven movies last week? It was like half the total time, but in two movies. Yeah. The movies were long this week is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So. What do we watch? I'm going to, we're going to review these in the reverse order of what we watched them, but for good reason. So first thing that we'll be reviewing is The Irishman. I have my score ready, bro. And the second movie we'll be reviewing is Knives Out. Let me... Write my stuff down. I guess we should have done this before we started recording, but whatever. I mean, I just wrote down the first one, right? Yeah. I'm doing the Irishman right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you, if you want to view this, this is a Netflix exclusive, right? Is it exclusive uh, to Netflix? I think they're doing... They did a minimal... Okay. Well, yeah. now it's Pretty on... just to get an uh, Oscar. Okay. Oh, okay. So now it's on Netflix. You can watch it. Warning, though. I'll, I'll just get to it when I get to my score. Um, this review will contain spoilers, so if you do plan on watching it, stop listening, go watch it, then come back if you're alive still. <laughs> if you're alive still. All right, so does that mean you're trying to start here, Frank? Is it Irish man or Irish men? Irish man. Dang it. I looked it up. See, it's right here. Damn. IMDb. All right, here we go. Irish I guess I'll go first. Here's my score and my rating. I'll read it. <gasps> Frank gives it a Ooh. 8.5. And a wait for it. Mm. All right. Mike. An 8 and a skip it. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, here is my verdict. 
an 8.5. Watch it now. Mm. Bang, I honestly bang. feel like this is hard to give we were, anything other than a watch it now. We because were close of, in the score, but very different in a yeah. recommendation. Yeah. And honestly, for anyone who's not familiar with Scorsese movies, I mean... They're slow burns. If you're not into gangster movies, might not be for you. Because this is, this is a pretty hardcore gangster movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The, the only reason I gave it a wait for it is because you need to wait for a time when you have enough time to watch this movie. Yeah. Because this movie is three and a half hours long. This you, is you didn't, a, you didn't mishear that. Yeah. Three, three and, and a half, half hours. hours. It is three and a half hours long, so you need to carve out about five hours of, pot- of time for you to go potty. <laughs> yeah. To stop, rewind. Like, I fell asleep, <laughs> and I had to stop and go back. Like, I was like, no. That, that's the reason why I gave it a skip it. It's, it's a big time investment. Yeah. And just listen to our review. You're really not missing anything spectacular. Um, it's not like any one, any one specific moment in this movie was like, that was worth it. Okay. Uh, I don't feel like you're missing anything. Bro, everybody wants to know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, dog. <laughs> well, it's all made up. Well, no, it apparently is based on one of the confessions from the actual guy. Uh, this. Just Google it. Takes less than three hours. No, I, I read through like all the trivia for it. So just to give a. A quick synopsis. I'm just going to go with the IMDb one because this movie's too long to try to give any of a more detailed synopsis. A mob hitman recalls his possible involvement with the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa. So that sets up the kind of time frame. This is post-World War II. Like, kind of starts out seemingly like in the early 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they that's one of the complaints I do have with the movie. They don't ever really nail down a solid timeline of when things are happening and they're jumping between yeah, times. There, there's a lot of time jumping and you don't know exactly what time you're at. Yeah, because they 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 do like some makeup like to make them seem younger and no, some. No, it's not it's none of it's makeup, it's all CG. It's all CG. That's one of the big things about this movie. Like, they purposely didn't do any makeup for de-aging or aging. Mm-hmm. It's all CG. Damn. Well, some of it was not wow. that good because they still looked old. So I'm like, is is this well, 10 so years ago? Is this five years ago? My, my complaint with that, yeah. the faces looked really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they all looked like the appropriate ages, I would say, for what they were going for. Because none of them were ever shown to be any younger than about like 35. The thing is that they used the actual actors. So for reference, uh, the, the the main actors in this, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Those would be your, your three main actors. And they're all, you know, in their 70s at this point. <laughs> they're not young men. But Joe they, Pesci at the end of the movie looked... Like the the skeleton. old stuff like I've, they did way better on the old stuff, but that's oh, yeah. that's pretty obvious considering like it's way harder to make someone look younger than it is to make them look older. But uh, Robert De Niro 
ended up he he plays like the youngest of the characters like he's shown as being the youngest like at the first time that we see like the young scene of Robert De Niro he's supposed to be like early 30s 35 I would put, say as as the oldest the issue is that he's still a 70 year old man playing <laughs> a 35 year old and there's only so much that like his body's you know age he's all hunched over so shit. there's a body language that goes along with the older you get and that kind of stays consistent throughout. Like they do a better job playing the older roles because they are old. I mean, that's I I would say them old boys. It's easier to be, you know, slower moving and act like you're old compared to you're an old person trying to pretend to be young. <clears throat> so that would be my one complaint is that the body language for them being younger still reads as them being old, but the face I would say looked really good. Like the, the CG that they did for it looked amazing. And that's one of the reasons why some like the big studios like passed on it because they were looking to spend a lot of money to do the, the aging stuff. Mm. Like apparently the, the estimated budget got up to like 175 million for this. Jesus. For just, just do the makeup. It wouldn't have looked as good. You'd have to get I mean, body doubles. To be honest, it didn't look that great. Really? To me, it just looked like Robert De Niro the whole time. Like this, this like slightly younger. Yeah, but he's always looked like that. Like, well, you go back and look at like Goodfellas, like that looks like. Joe Pesci looked, definitely did look old as fuck. Like, he was the one that looked the oldest of them. Like, there was one scene in particular, like, I never. Joe Pesci first meets. Got Al Pacino young, looked real good. Young, yeah, as Jimmy Hoffa. Well, like whenever Joe Pesci first meets young Robert De Niro and they they never really clarify the exact age difference, mm. but it seems like it's maybe like at least 15 to, to 20, 20 years, yeah. maybe yeah. a little more than that. Mm-hmm. But I'd say probably 20 is a solid number. He definitely looked a lot older. And they, they are like in real life, they're pretty close to the same age, mm-hmm. but they use that de-aging stuff. So they always had Robert De Niro look like he was younger than than Joe Pesci. And I feel like that's what they were kind of going for is like you're supposed to be able to look at how old Robert De Niro, who's really like the main main character, mm-hmm. um, and just to like know what, like what phase in life he really is. The so, one that I could I mean, you could definitely really tell is whenever it did like that one scene back in the war. Yeah, yeah. Just that one scene when he was like really young. Yeah, because he was like in his twenties and that. Yeah, and. I would say, yeah, that's a scene that probably didn't need to be shown. Like, just them talking about it was enough to get the point across. But they did show it. So it's kind of like, okay, whatever. They flexed, bro. They said, what's up? <laughs> and they said, oh, look how young we made this this boy. But, uh, yeah, that one scene whenever Joe Pesci's helping young Robert De Niro fix his truck, that was the one scene where I was like, you could definitely see, like, some banding across the the edge of Joe Pesci's face. Mm. Um, but most of the other scenes, like it, it was, it was good. Really, really good. So now, uh, solid. Of course, at some point they just used Robert Daniel's face without any CG, right? I'm pretty sure that was really only those scenes where they kept coming back to the road trip. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was like, here's, here's them as here. regular. Like they made Joe Pesci look a little older there just cause he is supposed to be older, but yeah, like in those it, scenes, they seem like they were pretty much like at their current age. Did it have like, it, I don't remember it having 
timeline, like specifically showing like what age. Like, I mean, nope. at the very or, or end, what, they what give you a little bit better. Dates, like, well, that's the thing. Like, the only people that you get dates for really are the people that they like introduce as like side characters, and they're better. like, "This man got shot in the face in his kitchen seven <laughs> times <laughs> in 1979." Man was stabbed fifty like, times <laughs> on his back porch while walking his dog. He didn't pick up the dog poop before. It has nothing to do with the mob. Yeah. He just got. He just got killed. I mean, I know what they were like. After you watch the whole movie, you kind of get what they're going for because it's like every single person that was associated with this mm. like crime organization of and the they union are all and real Jimmy people. Hoffa. They're all real people and they all actually died that way. Yep, yep. Like this is 100%. Like parts of it are 100% like known facts. Like this is what happened. Obviously, some of it's speculation because a lot of these people died. It's not like they're going to be able to tell their story. And then the other parts are the character that uh, Robert De Niro plays, Frank, Frank Sheeran. Sheeran, the Irishman, because this is primarily focused around a Italian, I guess, semi mobster. Like they, they, they become the union basically. Uh, but it's him working with the Italians, and apparently, whenever the real Frank Sheeran was on his deathbed, talked about how. Jimmy Hoffa was killed. Just how simple it was. But like apparently also one of the family members of the family lawyers, the Buffalinos, well, which actually Joe Pesci is Russell Buffalino mm-hmm. and Ray Romano plays his cousin, Bill Buffalino, who's like the union lawyer, the mob lawyer. And apparently like a cousin or something of, the family of Bill Buffalino has come out and said, like, no, nah, you can't really put any stock in the book that this movie's based off of because Frank Sharon apparently gave multiple ways that Jimmy Hoffa was killed. So this is one of those ways. Yeah, it's it's all still speculative. Like nothing's ever been found about Jimmy Hoffa officially. That boy straight up vanished <laughs> off the planet. <laughs> so uh this is a possibility. But it's not a set in stone. I mean, he definitely got killed by one of these guys. Oh, I mean, he's dead, but they just don't know how and what they did with his body. Yeah. But But uh, I I think the movie gave a logical explanation. Like, oh, that's so simple. Okay. I mean, yeah, like if someone was murdered and then cremated, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, and all the events prior to that point are all correct. Like, yes, he was taken to this house. (laughs) Yes, his son dropped his. Adopted son or whatever dropped him off at this house. That's the last time anybody saw him. This, oh, okay. Like, right. Obviously, he died right after that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like the whole movie, they're building up the relationship between Frank Sheeran, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and Joe Pesci's character, Russell Buffalino. So it's all of them. Like It, it starts out with Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro because they're like the two oldest of the characters. And... Uh, Russell's like the, I guess the closest thing to like a godfather of like this organization. Like it's definitely like multiple groups. Yeah. I didn't like, I was like, okay, so I don't really know what Russell does, but I know he maybe is like in business with Angelo Bruno. Well, so that's, it seems like uh, Russell is the, like he's the go-to for like kind of being the neutral ground. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get problems solved for like any of the groups. But so like, who, like, who's the head of the family? 
Well, that's a. It's not really like, at least from this movie, it mm-hmm. seems like it's not oh, that the, wasn't the focus. traditional mobster kind of family thing. It's mm-hmm. the, this is what it evolved into to become the legal version of it, which is like the, they formed their own unions mm-hmm. and just kind of took over the, the workforce and worked to help their family in the unions. And this was like, Russell Bufalino was just the the one who was kind of the neutral ground to help all the different union groups out. Uh, yeah, they don't really ever completely tell you who Angelo Bruno is. Who's play, uh, it's Harvey Keitel plays Angelo Bruno, but he seems like a big player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then Anthony Tony Pro Provenanzo, he was a big shot, I guess. Yeah, but he like came up later, and he was like. In the same ring as like Jimmy Hoffa, and became like a a competitor for Jimmy Hoffa. And there's but like, he, a, but there's he a, was, but they said that he was like a capo for some other family or something. See, like that's all this. Like <laughs> they they jump around to a whole bunch of stuff because like they start out doing like Robert De Niro is just murdering people, like just walking up to him on the street. Bam, bam, shoot you in the face. You're hey. dead. Hey. Bam, 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 Walk away. And if you do decide to watch this movie after watch, listening to this review, know that, uh, let's see, what was it There called? is gun violence. Oh, there's a ton of it. ton of gun violence. So I'm trying to find the exact. No nudity. There wasn't any nudity. That's true. I don't, there we go. Where is it? Tells you in here somewhere. Wow. I heard you paint houses. So if someone in the movie says, like, it's talking about painting houses, as specifically as talking about hitting, like, they are a hitman. And then he also said that he does some contract work. Is that just like a. No, he's like, I also do my own carpentry work. That's the phrase that he uses. Specifically, that means he also does his own cleanup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they don't tell you these things in the movie. I mean, obviously, within the context of the movie, it's kind of hard to just stop and be like, this means this. Like, well, I think that's one of the issues well, with Scorsese movies is they kind of, he goes into it in. expecting you to have like all this knowledge about Gangster. American gangster stuff, like Italian crime families and. Irish crime families and I mean, all this. I, I think it's interesting, like that crime mob stuff. But I think, like they've over the years, it's been the Goodfellas was good. I mean, I but like, they the, all the they quality all of the end the same way, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, there's only really ever one way yeah, for yeah. these things. And I mean, the quality of the filmmaking is impeccable. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's shot incredibly well. All the music is amazing. Script's like, awesome. Yeah, the script is amazing like the acting is great like there's no technical issues that i would really say outside of some of the um de-aging yeah the de-aging stuff but everything else extremely well made but it's a very long movie and extremely this is the longest movie how long is um what's that space movie we just watched uh interstellar how long is that three hours interstellar no that's like two and a half the, what this would fall in the category Ad Astra two and a half. This would fall in the category of like Lord of the Are Rings. Are you sure Interstellar's 
pretty sure. Let me Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings theatrical releases were like three hours. The extended cuts are four. Yeah, it's like getting to the full range. Lord of the Rings is three hours? Yeah. Which one? All, all of them. All of them. Really? Dude. Yeah. I don't remember. Let's see what the runtime is for Interstellar. Two hours, 49 minutes. No, so. Two. so that's still like an, almost an hour less <laughs> yeah. than... Check that Lord of the Rings, bruh. Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Two hours, 58 minutes. So 10 minutes longer than Interstellar. Uh, well, nine minutes longer than Interstellar. And But that's the this is the theatrical run. The extended cut. What do they add in the extended cut? All the deleted scenes. <laughs> oh, and they the deleted scenes are like... An hour. The finished ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they fit in perfectly. Just It's ah, like no. to basically flesh out what they... The, the extraneous journeys, stuff yeah. from the books that go to, is go still to the, kind of important. The two towers, bro. Two towers. That's my favorite one. Two hours, 59 God minutes. Bless. They don't feel that long when you're sitting there. It's like putting on the ring, bro. <gasps> the ring. <laughs> And Return of the King, three hours, oh 21 my God. minutes. I do not remember it being that long. So, like, remember theatrical releases, there's longer versions of all these movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely in the realm of of Lord of the Rings. Like, it, it's it's a long. Movie. I would say watch Lord of the Rings <laughs> theatrical cut. Over, Over the Irishman, yeah, I, I, it's definitely a very niche thing, and and one of the trivia things in the on IMDb is like Scorsese had a huge issue getting people interested in this movie because apparently he'd been trying to get pitch this in some form or fashion since two thousand seven. Dang, and he said like just people aren't interested in having a Scorsese Robert De Niro movie anymore, and. Mike is our barometer for what the average Joe wants. So I have average, I have below average IQ. <laughs> that is true. He tested, he tested his IQ tested out at a 74. I yeah, I did it. I did it online. He's a retard. Have you ever have you ever gone to cool math? Cool they have a, they math. Have an IQ test on there. Oh, good. I'll have to try that out. <laughs> but what do you think of uh the whole relationship, the story, how it progressed until ultimately the death of Jimmy Hoffa. I mean, I, I guess that for me, the only thing that I wasn't a huge fan of was all the intercut jumping stuff. They also put like this really odd focus on one of um, his daughter, Robert De Niro's daughters, um, which is the adult Peggy. version is played by Anna Paquin. She's one of the four Oscar winners in this movie, and she has no lines. Two lines, like, I mean, I think She's it's one of those things in where there because she was very close with Jimmy Hoffa. Well, I, I, like the whole thing is like they seem to build it up. Like I understand they're kind of using her as a way to represent how his other children thought about him, because like. The whole movie, well, the first time that we really see him interacting with his daughter, really, is his daughter works at some shop, and she's like, what, maybe nine, ten? So she's working at some little shop, and apparently, like, the shop owner, like, pushed her or something. And then, I don't think she was working there. I think they just went to the grocery store. Well, I thought they mentioned that she was, like, working there. 
It was like the 1950s, so yeah. everyone could have a job. And then Frank. Yeah, Frank just like, he's like, all right, daughter, let's go down to the store. He goes down there with, the, with his the daughter. rest of her life. Yeah, he beats the man, like. Right in front of her. Pushes him through a plate glass uh, door. You see, like, his hand get cut up. He's just, like, stomping. That was one of the scenes where they really should have used a body double. Because Robert De Niro's age really came through in that. <laughs> And that scene, and Just he was supposed to be like kicking in his forties, <sighs> but yeah, like his body language is like this is a seventy-year-old man <laughs> for sure. Um, but I mean, the whole story was was really interesting. I thought it was really well told, and like all the characters were really interesting. If you like mobster movies, I mean, that's kind of the whole caveat to this thing. Did is, you think it was cold-blooded? Cold-blooded, like because they basically build it up to be like, yeah, this guy's like ends up being one of Jimmy Hoffa's best friends, and then he shoots him in the back of the head. I mean, yeah. It's I pretty... mean, it was one of those things where it's like that's where I well, I expected that. Like I know I fully expect where this is gonna go. Like I I didn't I don't feel like at any point it kind of shows that it's deviating from like the path because he had multiple chances to tell Jimmy Hoffa what was going on, but he always passed on them. So I was like, okay, he's a union guy. He's a mob guy to the end of it. So ultimately, yeah, he's going to pull the trigger and then dispose of the body. Yeah. Let's I mean, go. Did you like the, whenever the scene actually goes down, Jimmy's just like, I don't like this. Tries yeah. to run out the door. Blam, blam. In the back. Just, yeah. oh, he takes him go, oh, oh, and then just oh. bam. Well, cause he gets shot. It looks like he kind of shoots him kind of low, like maybe upper back the first time, and then straight to the back yeah. of the head. Cause he leaves. And he's like, "Let's go!" Like he's like, "Let's go, Frank!" Like he's with it. Like Frank has the gun behind him. Yeah. It's like, and he then like Jimmy turns, and then he's like, Frank's like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, and then he just blasts him. Black, black. Yeah, gone like that. Dead. Done. Yep, yep, yep. End of it. But sell a movie if you're don't into have a and then they burn and then they and then they um, scorched his body. So that's why they never found a trace of him. And I mean, the real reason nobody found out what happened to him is because nobody told. They just shut their yeah. mouths. Everybody mm-hmm. shut their. Obviously, people knew where he what happened to him. They just in this particular case, everybody nobody snitched. And that's that's that the benefit of, of solidarity. That's one of those lines in the movie of, you know, normally the only reason three people can keep a secret is because one killed two of the others. Oh, yeah. That's how it always works out. When somebody gets caught for a crime, it's one, they Someone do a bad job. You. Bad job evidence. But if they clean up everything, it's then somebody saw and somebody told. Yeah. That's the only really thing. Like, if there's no physical evidence, they, they have to go off of witness testimony or yeah. or, like, confessions or something like that. Usually, if you if you don't say if no one says anything, they it's pretty hard to make a case. Yeah, that's why like solidarity and like these mob like organizations, why they they can be so successful is because one there's fear of snitching, because if you snitch, obviously there's way more better worse consequences for you, and um, and if you don't, then you probably get off pretty good, you know, for less time. So, fuck it. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I thought it was well made. Acting was great. Lines were great. It was just so 
long. <laughs> Lord, it was long. But I, know, thought, like, <coughs> I thought Robert De Niro did a good job, like telling the story, being the narrator. Yeah. Like it didn't bother me. Jim Norton's crazy, dude. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, they also cut in like different images from like the real crime scenes because, mm-hmm. like, whenever they, that, uh, what's his name? I was trying to find him on the dang list of all the characters, but there's so many. Which one? Uh, the crazy Joe or whatever his name was. Oh, uh, Sebastian uh, Minnescaco, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. Joe, here it is, Joseph Crazy Joe Gallo. Yeah, Sebastian Minnescaco. Yeah, uh, his was probably like the most like intense hit. So he just walks into this little restaurant that he's eating at, starts shooting. He wasn't it wasn't that good of a job. I mean, he got in I and mean, out. He, he got it done, but he, he did like, what he was said he was gonna do. He, he got out of the bro, his he got stand out of the store. It's so funny. Yeah, he's pretty good. Oh really? Get your f- fingers out of the salsa. <laughs> That's how he talks. Like this. Fuck like I've never He's, he, he's really good. Yeah. He's the one who does like uh one of his scenes like, yeah, back in the day, like, oh my God, look who's here. I can't believe it. When somebody like knocked on your door, rang your doorbell, he's like, and today it's like, ding dong, everybody get the f- down. Don't you <laughs> fucking move. Shut your mouth. Don't let them know we're here. Hilarious. I highly recommend his stand up. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I think he, he makes buku bucks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a very good comedian. I like it. He's a, I don't know if I told you about like the Chipotle one where he's like, nobody talks to the Chipotle workers. It's like chicken, rice, salsa, <laughs> quack, gone, chicken, rice, beans, sour cream, gone. And then it's like, and God forbid you ask for the guacamole, the whole store stops. It's a dollar extra. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to get sued. No, bro. You're stealing his material. No, I'm not stealing that. I'm giving him full credit. This man (laughs) is very funny. He's legit Italian, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird racial slurs in the movie, so be prepared for that. You dirty (laughs) woo-wop. It's mostly either Italian slurs or Jewish slurs, so... There you go. Yeah. All you right. people. On to the next On film. To the next which we actually film. watched first, but this we is did, a theatrical release. Theatrical release plus, I would say this one's the bigger one as far as spoilers. Like 100% if you, like the, the nature of this movie as, as a whodunit, if you don't want to know what's going to happen going in, listen to, the, to our scores and then leave. We're writing it down now, just, just so you know. That's what, that's what the silence is about. All right. I'll go last. Okay. Guess I'll start this time since I went last last time. All right. All right, here we go. Then read his board. We all got whiteboards, guys, little <laughs> mini whiteboards, and we write the score. All right. Here we go. We got a nine. From Keith, we got a nine and a watch it now. Watch it meow. All right now, it's Mike. 
8.5. Watch <laughs> it now. And then for me. I like the abbreviation. Nine. Watch it now from Frank Arino. <laughs> we gave it a win. It's a win, 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 no matter what. So that's uh let's watch it now across the board. Across the board. Total average score of an eight point eight, because <coughs> Mike brought that score down. All right, so once again, reiterating, if you do not want to know anything about this movie going in, which I will say is the optimal way to watch this. Yeah, for sure. You already heard the scores. You know that we, we think it's just, good. We should just not even talk about it. I want to talk about it. It's part of the reason why we do these. We can talk about Listen, it. Listen, we're going to say one more time. If you plan on watching this movie, stop listening now. Wait until you watch it. Do not listen because this is a crime movie and we about to spoil the crime for you. <laughs> yep. All right, you had your chance. Are we going to spoil it like right now or are we no, going to talk about no, it? We're going to talk about it. So, first off, my, oh, hold on. First off, let it be known that one of the baddest women on the planet <laughs> is starring in this movie. She's pretty bad. She's such a beautiful. She's just a beautiful woman. I'm not there. Click on her picture. It looks like she was made in a lab or something. She's beautiful, man. Uh, a stunning woman. All right, Mike. Her or JLo? Today, JLo. To date, her. All right. 30. Uh, 31. 30 year old JLo. Mm. But, like, what is this? Like, does she love me? <laughs> no, this does is just, they, they've me? each agreed to go on a date with you, but you can only pick one. For, like, w- just one date? You could, it could turn Get into something pictures, else. Bro. Get her pictures. Could turn into more. But you're only guaranteed one date. It's her eyes, bro. That's what does it for you? Mm-hmm. That bottom full lip. Remember Just when good. she fused with the Terminator girl? Never watched this movie. You should. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 is one of the other big movies that she's been in. Uh, she hasn't been in a ton else that's really big. Like, uh, you want to see her in action? Knock. You watch Knock Knock. We'll look up the scene after. Oh, God. So you can watch it. It's a good I don't know scene. That I want to watch that scene. Why not, bro? It's like watching porno with your boys, bro. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's not, dude. Yes, it is, dude. No. Wait, uh, is this Spartacus? Spartacus? She's, oh, yeah, that's right. She was in Spartacus. I, I saw that she, that was one of her listings. Really? Spartacus. Dang. Hmm. I guess not so memorable now, huh? Like the Spartacus that came out? Spartacus? This looks different, bro. This is not the same Spartacus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's like the movie Spartacus? Yeah. And this is something. Hispania, Wait, go back. Go back to that Hispania scene. La Leanda. That's not Spartacus, bro. Yeah, bro. I slapped the hell out of you. <laughs> Hey, you said it too. What are you talking about? I was like, Spartacus. I, know, I saw, I saw something. I thought she was in. I was Spartacus. like, there's no way, Mister Batty in Spartacus. <laughs> anyway, yes, she's very attractive. A be- she's beautiful. 
Oh, she's going to be in the next Bond movie, too. Mm, with Daniel Craig again. A double whammy for Daniel Craig. He's hitting it, bro. Oh, wow. He's hitting it, of course. No Time to Die is the next Bond movie. Interesting. We're way off topic right now. All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, Knives Out. Back to that. Beautiful woman. <laughs> I thought we were spoiling this movie. <laughs> yeah, we told you there's a beautiful woman in it. <laughs> uh, synopsis. This is a whodunit of a family trying to figure out who murdered the patriarch of the family. Or was it suicide? Or was it? Anyway, um, so you have the, it's primarily like the family of the dead man Mm -hmm. who is a famous mystery writer. Uh, So you have Chris Evans as the grandson, Ransom. Jamie Lee Curtis as the daughter, Linda. Michael Shannon as the son, Walt uh who was the other oh yeah they had another child that died but tony collette is the uh daughter-in-law joni and then don johnson plays jamie lee curtis's wife uh husband christopher Plummer is the f- patriarch harlan thromby and then you have the officers the two main ones are lakeith stanfield as lieutenant elliot and Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc, the southern man with a French name. It's from Louisiana, I bet. I wonder if they actually have like a whole backstory. Louisiana. So, and he's an English actor. Yeah, he's so good. So good. Actually, have you seen uh, Lucky Lo- uh, Logan Lucky? Mm-mm. It's really good. That's another good like whodunit movie, and also has Daniel Craig playing a southern boy, a southern like criminal, like who's all about explosives, can just tell you how to mix up anything to make it explode. (laughs) Damn, like a explosive savant, but backwoods explosive savant. Really good movie. Also in this same kind of vein, so it's related. Anyway, this is a Ryan Johnson movie. So if you have heard the name and you feel some hate seething up inside of you, it's probably because you didn't like episode eight of Star Wars. Is it Ryan or is it Rain? Ryan. Mm. Pretty sure anyway. I I feel like everything I've ever seen has been Ryan. So this is a movie from him, directed by him, also written by him. And uh, I, I think the overall, like the pacing of everything felt really good. Like, it was an interesting way to do the whodunit stuff because and this will be, like, the first round of 100% spoiler. So if you're still listening, this is on you. We find out, like, what actually the happened. actual death, like, almost immediately. Yeah. Like, within the first... It's, like, 15 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, so. super early in. You're, like, oh, okay. So that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the whole time, you're just kind of, like... Like, before that, I was kind of, like, okay, I wonder how they're going to... They're focusing on getting the background stories. Like we're seeing, oh, this is how they're lying to us um, or to the police rather. And that's kind of what you expect as the audience for it to continue that way. But no, they're just like, oh, this next person comes in and there you go. This is how Harlan died. Uh, 
So they tell you all that like right up front, and then the rest of the movie is really the murderer trying to cover their tracks along the way and kind of the you know weirdness that ensues because of all of that and then just Daniel Craig kind of losing his mind over all the weird little things that don't make sense there's the whole really long scene of him talking about donuts, donuts. that was <laughs> hilarious yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like it's a, this movie is it's funny a donut with a, a lot of all I need is the it. donut hole for the <laughs> middle but the donut hole has a hole in the middle of the donut hole so it is in itself an even smaller donut <laughs> with its own missing hole <laughs> like yeah it's, it's a hilarious movie and it's not anything that takes itself overly serious Mm-mm. so it's definitely a, a good watch to just like be a chill out movie um but the casting was all great like everyone there's a lot of subtle like political stuff to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like political conversations. They're obviously talking about Trump. Oh yeah, it's like they don't pull any punches about like who they're actually trying to talk about, but it's like the whole dynamic of any time that there's a family gathering, there's always going to be the yeah. people on both sides of the part of uh the political lines that yeah, end up arguing. Family. Well, in a white family <laughs> gathering, yeah. let me say that. Uh-huh. Right, um, and also let it be known that on the anonymous <laughs> beautiful woman she is uh <laughs> we just we hit did like a whole five minutes yeah i know no no beginning. no what i was saying is Where the is beautiful woman no in mm-hmm. the movie she is a nurse a caretaker for marta cabrera yeah marta and she's the caretaker of harlan harlan who's the one that died so whenever they have these political conversations they like pulled her in because they're talking about uh, illegal immigrants and she's in the movie, her parent, her mom, you find out, had come to the country illegally. She has an accent, just like she does in real life. And it's, it's a very white thing to do. Yeah. I feel like I've, it's happened to me before. It's like, see, like, like, how did your parents come over here? It's just like, <laughs> it's a very personal you know, thing to be asking. You know, it's like. I got to know if you're over here right, okay? <laughs> that's That's the problem. I, like that's the thing that keeps popping up, and like, because also Don Johnson's like one of the main perpetrators behind that whole thing, mm-hmm. and the whole time he's like, he seems like up until that that scene, he seems like he's one of the, oh, I'm on the side of you know the more liberal, like progressive Ooh. kind of, uh, democratic, uh, political standing, Ooh. and then that whole conversation, like we see oh, yeah, that he's like, That'd be all that stuff, and he's find out. he's one of the huge like, oh, there's a right way to come over here. If you do it the wrong way, you deserve to never come into this country again. Like, that's the kind of topic that they're discussing with, you know, the, this immigrant woman yeah, the, standing the, next the, to the them. The term anchor baby is thrown around. They get her nationality wrong. And that's, oh, like, that's, that's one of those subtle part, things. Yeah. That <laughs> it's like, happening. yeah, the Cuban or the... No, they, oh, I don't think they ever call oh, her yeah, Cuban. Yeah. They, they like, like Brazilian. Yeah, they like call uh, her Brazilian. Uruguay. Uruguay. Uh, Paraguay. Paraguay. Like, every kind of South American country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they never the movie like they I feel like they purposely never tell us where the family's actually from, just because like the family who's supposed to be like oh we treat her like family yeah, like, she's, so, she's, she's so she's so close, close. and as soon as like the the socioeconomic tables are turned because that's part of the thing is like uh, Harlan ends up leaving his entire fortune which is sixty million dollars his house. All his publishing rights to his books, everything, 
goes to Marta. So the family like the ancestral flips home. a switch. Like it's a, oh man. Like the whole time they're treating her like oh they're so you're you're such a great person. Like <sighs> we're gonna take care of you because of how you know integrated you are with the family. And as soon and as there's like some of the dissenters that are kind of like more you know hard right. Like there's really just the two characters. I guess money like changes the, everything. But yeah, like as soon as she gets all the stuff. Everyone flips and they're just like, "Oh, you're you're just an ungrateful immigrant." Like, and they start throwing out like, "Were you were you boinking my grandpa?" <laughs> like they go to the worst possible things. They just turn into the worst kind of people, and it's a good commentary on like the. It's easy to talk about how like you support all this change mm-hmm. and and uh, people coming over the right way, you know whatever that is. And as soon as, you know, someone that is in one of those positions ends up uh, with more power than you, suddenly you're wronged and that's real problem. So it's it's just great little commentary that still pokes fun at everything. It's another kind of you you're learning something without really being hit over the head with it kind of moment. And that's that's the kind of stuff I really like. Or you get like a... um, Like an, I guess a perspective. Like if, if this is the way that you talk, you get to hear someone else talking like that, mm-hmm. and you might think, "Oh, that sounds ridiculous." Yeah. Or like, "Wow, that's how I sound like, when I talk." I, like I'm that. a real a hole. Yeah. But I thought it was also great, like Tony Collette's character, who's like the super hippie person. She also just flips. Oh yeah. <laughs> but she catches herself a lot faster than everyone else. Cause like she's also she's trying to help her get out of the house whenever everybody's kind of freaking out and almost attacking her, um. But still, like, it it just shows that even like the most liberal amongst people that are in some level of power, if that power feels like it's in any kind of danger, they will flip to the opposite side real fast. Why don't you Why don't you go ahead and talk about exactly what happened? Old, what's his face that you see at the almost first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, so they show like he gets medicine every single night. That's part of the reason why Marta is is there like the other every single day with him. It's basically he's she's his best friend. Yeah, like he's he hired her because he needed the medical help, but she became like his best friend, and that's why she became so close with everyone. Um, but she gives him his medicine every night, so it's one hundred milligrams of something. I don't remember what they said it was called, the medicine, and then three milligrams of morphine to help him sleep every night. But this night, after they play their nightly game of Go, which is kind of like Japanese chess. Is that is that Frank? <laughs> I, to, I was like, is that you? Wow. Mike's over here that, drunk. That hair... Caricatures. I think that you didn't works. color in the, the, it's the waves, bro. What? It's, the waves. it's coming off my head. I thought it was you. I was like, "Is that you?" Wow. Anyway, uh, she's giving him the medicine, and then she goes to actually give him his morphine. That's the last thing she normally does. And whenever she does that, she reads the label of what she's pulling out, and she sees, "Oh no, I mixed up. I gave you 100 milligrams of morphine." And the other medicine I haven't even given you yet, but 
100 milligrams of morphine is enough to kill you in 10 minutes. So she starts freaking out. She's looking through her kit, trying to find the chemical that would counteract the morphine. It's not in there. So then he just like real calmly is just like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do. He comes up with this whole complex plan of you're going to sneak out of the house or you're going to leave, make a, make a, a point of the time that you're leaving. You're going to turn down this secret path uh, so that the cameras never don't catch you. You're going to come up this path back to the house. Since the dogs know you, they won't bark, so you'll be fine. Climb up the trellis to the third floor. Come in the secret window. <laughs> come into my office. Uh, or pretend, go into my room. Pretend put on me. my uh, robe and cap. Go downstairs so that someone will see you and wave you back upstairs thinking that it's me. You'll come back upstairs, then climb back down the trellis and you're gone and no one suspects anything. Uh, and how'd, how'd a homeboy commit suicide? Yeah, like as soon as she he gives her that whole plan, she leaves the room. She immediately turns back around because she's trying to convince him to call an ambulance and you know let things land where they may because she feels terrible about it. Um, but... He pushes her out, basically, out of the room. She opens the door immediately after walking out, and he just slits his own throat. Just takes the knife and... So he just is bleeding out there on his little day bed. And then she leaves, and that's where, like, the whole movie And this really... all has to, like, happen within the 10 minutes, or... Yeah. Or <clears throat> him instructing her has to happen within a certain time frame because, like, ten minutes in, he won't. He'll basically be unresponsive and yeah. can't do anything. So yeah, like that's how he dies. So we know, like, at the very beginning, how he dies. Oh, and, so, and then we didn't even talk about her throw up thing. Oh <laughs> yeah, she's she vomits when she lies. When she even just thinks about lying. Yeah, she'll vomit. So I was like, that makes her like the perfect person to have around for a cop because it's like, oh, she can't lie to us, right? But they got around that in the movie, like, yeah, like a few times. Harlan also explains like a way that she can tell the truth that gives the information, but she's telling that she's not lying. She's just not saying she's, everything. She's omitting things. Yeah, yeah, a lie of omission. But, so therefore, she throws up. But she still throws up. Yeah, after. And then there were other times that she lied, but she, like, held the throw up in and, yeah. like, threw up later. Yeah. So the whole time we're, like, trying to figure out. So basically out. the rest of the movie is just her, like, trying to cover track. Because what's his face? Uh, what's his last name? Right. Wait. The detective. Thrompy. Oh, uh, Blanc. Yeah, Blanc, Blanc, right? Seems like, oh, like, he likes her. He trusts her. He's bringing her along on the investigation. And like the whole time, she's like trying to cover her tracks, and um, and it also like seems like uh, they make like Daniel Craig's character like oh he's not even that good of a detective because yeah. he's like so aloof like oh just yeah not missing like some details and stuff like that, and then it like goes along up to the point where we were already talking about where they do the will reading, and she's given everything, and then at that point, which she, that's like. A little closer, like a little past halfway. Yeah. And after that, she gets black mizzled. Yeah. That's when everything really starts to 
go downhill. Because up to that point, like she's just kind of trying to throw everyone or throw the police off of the trail as much as she can, at least to the plan of Harlan, uh, what Harlan wanted her to do. And then once everything gets read as far as the will and she is the main, like the, the sole beneficiary, uh, things really start to go downhill. Uh, Chris Evans' character, Ransom, like is kind of ostracized from the rest of the family. Um, but then he like ends up kind of like helping her. I felt like the, like the obvious person who would do it was ransom. And then they try to kind of subvert your expectation, expectation, but it just ended up being going back to where it was. So I wasn't that surprised. At oh, the it's end. like a, it's like a subversion of a subversion. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, and just negates itself. Yeah. It's the double negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it becomes positive. Yeah. I mean, but then when you when they tell you that story though, like at the beginning you're like, "Oh, okay." Like I well, mean, I wasn't fully convinced of who it was going to be until the uh Who was what going to be? Well, I knew there was still funny business going on cuz I was like, "Why would the story tell us the truth or the whole truth 20 minutes in?" Then it makes you know, the story less interesting at the end. So I was like, well, there still must have been some funny business going yeah. on yeah. with like maybe the medicine, like someone switched it up, but then ultimately she f- fucked it up. So like that was not something that you can really um, plan for. Right. I mean, she did um, her job the right way. I mean, yeah, like, like she during, didn't mess it up. Like, she like, did everything right. No, she well in her. When this happened, she made a mistake. She's like, oh, shit, I gave you the wrong stuff. Well, no, but ultimately, like the, she gave her the right stuff. Yeah, like she didn't actually make a mistake. Mm-hmm. The labels were just swapped. So she actually gave him the right stuff because she actually knows the difference. But we get to difference. that later. Anyways, keeps going. And then finally, at the end, after she's getting past all the blackmail, and then she's finally just going to go confess. She's going to go... She knows she's going to go to prison. She's going to lose the inheritance because she was culpable yeah. in his death. What is it? The Slayer cause? Yeah, Slayer cause. Like yeah. And then so right when she's about to confess, Daniel Craig's character is like looking at the talks report and like stops it and like goes off on the family saying, y'all ain't getting nothing. And then that's when you find out that Daniel Craig's character was on it from the very beginning the very beginning yeah because I, I, I it was right after the will reading i mm. think there was a scene i'd say either a slightly before the middle of the movie or maybe just after i can't remember exactly when it happened but they zoom in on marta's shoe mm. and we see a oh, single that's before, that's before the will reading that's yeah. like uh after she goes home after that first night when he's yeah, like hey will you be night. here Tomorrow morning at eight. Okay. Well, so, well, it was after it was already revealed that. Yeah, it's like after. Yeah, death yeah it's after after she goes home after he interviews her that first time. But he's we, like, "Come help me tomorrow morning." We see like halfway, like at that point of the movie, so maybe like one third of the way through, that she's had this speck of blood on her shoes that she's been wearing every single day, um, and we don't see that Daniel Craig actually had been. You know, that clued him in until the very end. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I've known that you were a part of this whole, like, the murder part of it 
from the very beginning, just like kicks her shoe. He's like, yeah, I saw that first 10 seconds I saw you. She's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but then you find out what really went down. It was kind of sad. Damn. Yeah, it was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, like they they tell you that um, Harlan was cutting everyone out, which, you know, obviously based on the will, uh, we as character, uh, we as the audience already knew that. But they go back to the fight that Ransom, Chris Evans, had with Harlan uh, that night of the party, the night that he died. And they basically fill in all the blanks of where things happened because Harlan, or sorry, Ransom was super mad about everything. He comes back to the house, takes that same path that Marta took to get up to the top, uh, up to the study area. But he swaps the labels on the medicines, expecting Marta to, to read it, give him and the administer the 100 milligrams of morphine. But so that whenever he, like the next day, he would just be like, "Oh no, she messed up and gave him the wrong medicine and killed him." <gasps> oh well, she uh, she accidentally killed my grandfather. Yeah. So, everything so this whole time reverts he, back to us. Yeah, this whole time. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, like he, he was the only one who knew that the will. Yeah, he's the only one that knew the will, but he also knew that it was possible that the toxicology report was uh, showed that he had a hundred milligrams of morphine, but he was not sure because he was also thrown off by the fact that they were saying it was a suicide. Because what's his face? His his grandfather had cut well, his throat. Well, he ended up burning that thing down because he heard the story that Martha said, and then she said that she switched it. So he's like, oh, fuck. It's not going to show what that. Well, no, no one knew about that until the, very, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Ransom thought that the toxicology report was going to prove that she killed no, him. No, he, he, he did. No, he knew it was not going to say that because Martha told him the story. That they he that she had reversed it that she had changed the the medicine so he's like wait oh yeah that's, that's gonna right. fuck it up that's right so then I mean it's gonna show that she didn't murder him and that it was a suicide yeah because remember they were in the, in the diner she told him everything and then she said when you know the reason why he committed suicide yeah, was yeah, because but to up, up to that point mm-hmm. he thought that the toxicology report. Was going to show that she killed him. Yeah, yeah. Before she had that conversation with Mark. Yeah, which is a large part of the movie. Like, when he took her in the car, he drove to that place. He had no idea that she had given him the 100 milligrams of morphine mm. on accident, even though the one that was labeled morphine was the normal medicine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so at that point, like, he's like, all right, we got to fight this. Like, I'm going to help you so that you can keep all your money and... Actually, just give me my portion portion of the money to for helping. Yeah, because originally, yeah, originally he was just gonna be like, "You're gonna renounce everything, or and then give it to me or whatever." But then after that, he's like, "Oh fuck, okay, I'm gonna help you, and you're gonna give me just my portion." That's whenever the the housemaid get, comes into play too, because she got the the real toxicology report and then started trying to blackmail Ransom and Ransom like morphined her. <laughs> And then he his whole plan of 
basically murdering the housemaid and then calling the police while Marta was in there with the housemaid because he sent her in there to meet with her as well. Uh, Backfired because he got picked up by the cops. But then Marta still went to the place and ended up saving or Mm -hmm. trying to save the housemaid. Which he thought she wouldn't do. So she ends up confessing to everything and that's whenever everything falls by the wayside for the whole plan. And that's whenever we learn, oh, she was actually a really good nurse. She picked up on the difference and everything. Yeah, that's like she, she you show, he right shows, stuff. like he covers the label on the bottles. And then like she picks up, she's like, so I accidentally, so I didn't give him five milligrams of the morphine. And then he's like, yeah, that's right. And he like rips it off. And it's like, because you could tell <laughs> that this was a morphine because there's a slight difference in the weight and the feel. Of both the medicines. Because you're a really good person. You're a good person. You did your job. But then it's like, in the end, it's like, so basically what you're saying is like, yeah, he killed himself for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, if you had called the ambulance, he would have been fine. Yep. And then she... So he actually did commit suicide. Marta tricks Ransom. Yeah, and took him. I felt like, I feel like he should have paid her more. You know what I'm saying? Who? Harlan? Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he was probably paying her pretty well, but if they were that good of friends, you he know, he ultimately paid her sixty million dollars. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking about like, you know, she was, you know, living. Her parent, her mom was still had that tube TV. <laughs> oh, they had a flat. They had had a, they? Yeah, uh, yeah. She was watching on a good sixty-five. Probably a Black Friday deal. <laughs> still though, yeah. Uh, where they? Where were they at? Was it? Pennsylvania? Yeah, or, yeah, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I mean, like living in those older northeastern parts of the U.S. are pretty expensive. So, And then the, I like the, all the subtle like hits at like, yeah, we're all self-made. Oh, yeah. That was another <laughs> like really good jab at Donald Trump because like Ransom just like, oh, what, my mom loves to talk about how she's self-made. With and a that's million Stanley dollar Curtis. loan from, yeah. my, from <laughs> my grandfather. But she took out a million dollar loan to start her real estate business. Yeah. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of good. Hey, did you like that letter at the end? Like, oh. Oh, I, I, I as soon as I saw that it was blank, I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be like the game is that it's mm-hmm. written in yeah. invisible ink. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, just she she lights it. Oh, my husband's cheating on me. Next scene you see the husband, black eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Did him, you like com- that him coming scene? out while his son's getting like uh, arrested. Yeah, he and has he's like got a, a wad of cash. Like, Let me pay you. Let <laughs> him like that's bribery, bro. Your mom about to arrest you too if you keep it up. Do you like that last scene where the, they're looking at her as the she's basically the patriarch now, just all stern. Oh no, like no, no. They was, were just looking up because they were outside the house. Yeah. Now she was in the house and she had the mug that said "My, my house, house, my rules." Like, that was one my of the. Coffee. I really liked because the first scene that we have that's in the movie. Uh, is that coffee mug that says my house, my rules, my coffee. And it's like on being carried up to where the housemaid like finds the body. So like it starts with that mug and ends with the mug. I really like that. What would you do with the money? 60 in million? The, in the situation that family's going to be breathing over you for the rest of your life. Uh, I mean, for some of the nicer ones, like Meg, the... The granddaughter. Nah, fuck Meg. Maybe I'd fuck Meg because they she she told her. the family about 
my family. About the illegal mama. She oh, gave, for sure. Like she gave them ammunition to come after me. The only thing that could possibly, you know, she's like, I don't really care about my family. I don't care if I go to, you know, go to jail. But no. Meg gave them gave them the ammo. Maybe, maybe like give them a million bucks per family. But that that would be it. like I probably wouldn't give anything to Walt though, because he has like this psycho hard right wife yeah. and this little troll. Hard right troll of a son, the, the Nazi, the man. Those were fascist. great. <laughs> so he was in the bathroom masturbating, <laughs> <laughs> the masturbating child. <laughs> There's just so much that's that was just great. Like it's it's all the characters that are really good because they're just it's like ridiculous a, it, characters. It's basically, a Clue. Yeah, kind of, but like the a movie. more grounded Clue. Oh, there's there is a Clue movie, but who done it? With but it, what? it's it's a way more grounded version of Clue that's still really funny. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, it's great. Definitely check it out. <gasps> Budget of forty million estimated. Gross twenty five million. Go ahead, let go see it, so that it can make back all of its money. Well, I guess we tomorrow is the sequel. final opening weekend day, but uh, this doesn't warrant a sequel, but. I like I like this kind of movie, so I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, I mean, this it was fun to watch. It was very fun to watch. Not overly I long. I suspect foul play. And I have eliminated no, no suspects. Yeah. Just, all right. All the characters were great. Solid movie. Watch it. It's getting good. What uh, comes out next week? Critic and user scores. Next week. What do we got next see. week coming up? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Coming soon. Play Mobile, the movie. Don't know what that is. The Aeronauts, which I think is going to be on. Don't know what that is. Amazon Prime. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I literally have no idea what any. <laughs> and Brazos de un fire coming out. And Little Joe. Yeah, it doesn't look like next week's going to be a big movie, but there are several that are still out. Yeah. Queen, Queen and Slim. Slim looks we need to really watch good. that. Uh, no. Frozen not two, Frozen two, solid no. option. Keith was a very big proponent Bridges. of Frozen two. He's like, guys, we can you know we can watch Frozen two tonight, yeah, and man. then you know I'm on done. Saturday I we can watch. Where I was like, I don't want to watch Frozen, dude. I'm always down for animated movies, man. Always, but yeah, Queen and Slim, and Twenty One Bridges would be the two other ones that I'd really be interested in. Midway, maybe. Midway looks like trash. Which one's Midway? The one about Midway? The Battle, oh, okay. Midway. Battle of Midway. Yeah. Uh, I kind of would still also like <laughs> to see uh, Charlie's Angels just to know if it's as bad as what the internet likes to say it is. I got pretty it, good scores. Yeah, but you know how the internet acts about stuff. But it was like user scores were good. Let me see. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day to be a neighbor. <laughs> Man, oh, st- yeah, there is that, too. I still don't trust his ass, bro. Gremlin. Dark Waters, bro. What are you talking about? Look at these user scores. Well, that's IMDb. Yeah, IMDb is a solid What is Daniel? Is barometer. 3.9 with a 52 meta score. Look, right here. Charlie's Angels, the critics shitted on it, but the user score is 79. 
that's on Rotten Tomato. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many? What's the user number? Like how many people rated it? Yeah. Users. Um, 4,885. This has 12,209 at a 3.9 on IMDb. Now, that could have been because um, Rotten Tomato does have like review bombing stuff. So it could be that the opposite. Have, no, they have measures for review bombing oh, to some okay. degree. Whereas this, mo- I don't think IMDb does. So maybe. But why would people review bomb this? Because it's the internet and there's trolls. Like apparently, but like why this? Like movie? someone, some people jumped on this thing that I I haven't seen the interview, but Elizabeth Banks apparently said something along the lines of. This, the the movie failed because people uh, couldn't accept a woman centric action movie, and so people immediately jumped on that of saying that it was an SJW movie. What about Atomic Blonde? Well, I, I'm not saying that Elizabeth Banks huh? said that. I'm saying that's where people took it. I don't know definitively if she actually said that or not. If she did, it still doesn't mean that the movie's terrible by default, but that gives reason for review bombing. I mean, it didn't look like it was going to be anything yeah, there's like nothing amazing, but I want to watch it just to know if it's as bad as what Well, we for sure said. need to watch Queen and Slim. And Dark Waters? Dark Waters. Have you all seen Spotlight yet? Yeah. Did Spotlight? Spotlight's really good. Have you seen Spotlight? Nah. That's a good movie. It's Mark Ruffalo. It's basically that same movie. I don't yeah. like Catholics, like. bro. I don't watch that stuff. You don't want to watch a movie <laughs> about Catholics touching little boy pee pee? Oh, God, no. Bro, there's some. They one, never show just, anything. There's this one crazy scene in there where they, they end up going to like one of the. Uh, I think it was when they go to the house of yeah, that old priest. Oh, the old, old, old priest. Oh. And he's like, they're like, oh, we're just still in, you know, investigating, you know, the allegations or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, we did that. And then he's like, they're like, wait. He's like, yeah, everyone did that. And then like he, he lives with his sister, so his sister just kind of, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we touch little boys. Just, wait, what? Just, oh, we got to go. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. And he lived, he lived like, what, maybe a block over from a church with a bunch of, with like a and the, like, Catholic school the, attached. I think, the, I think the, like, the scope ended up being like, oh, we're investigating these, you know, all these few. It's like a Boston uh, or something. Right? Yeah, bought like these few uh, priests or whatever. And then it was like 50 or something like that. And then it ends up like being like that's they're, they're the ones that broke the whole. Mm. Yeah. The floodgates. They're like, wait, wait, wait. They're like, they hold in up. the pedophile floodgates. They're like, hold and who, up. Who led the charge? Of the pedophiles through the gate? Our boy Mike, right here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think that's funny. <laughs> Dang. Oh yeah, I think I think this was this was review bombed. Uh, the reaction and funny every day. What? Every oh my god, dude! What is this? The user—they actually give you the full breakdown of the user reviews. 
Dang. So the arithmetic mean is actually <laughs> 4.2. Why do you want to watch this? You want to watch this movie to see if it's mediocre terrible or actually terrible terrible? I mean, it could be surprisingly good. <laughs> bro, we watched those previews, bro. <laughs> we watched you, the trailer and it was terrible. No. Well, We've watched morning. movies that we thought were good based on the trailers. Terrible. But anyway, I think it was review bombed because I mean, at, have you watched one this. that we thought was terrible? Thirty-seven point nine percent. Like this gave this. it a one. That's too much to be a coincidence. You think so? To be a legitimate yeah, score? One. Yeah. Okay. Like your that. your average person would probably give it like if they actually kind of disliked it would probably be like a four or five. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That's too disproportionate. Okay, you win. But I'm not watching this. <laughs> I say we, we give our viewers, our are listeners, can, what they want. Is it even in theaters still? I don't know. I have to look. Charlie's Tweet us or something. Angels? Tell us if you want us to see Charlie's Angels. If you, the oh, listeners, God. tell us to go see Charlie's Angels, yeah, we send will us see an Charlie's email. Angels. When's if that's the first email we get? We want you to go watch Charlie's Angels. KMM Podcast at gmail.com send us that email make frank go see this movie doesn't show anything i mean it was showing this week all right well we saw two solid movies this week so one of them if you have time you can watch anytime you want if you got netflix yeah there's some christmas breaks and stuff coming up so maybe you'll have some time but yeah go Go check them out. I think they're both worth watching. But, uh, yeah, that's that. Look forward to more continued high-quality content in the future. That's the end of the episode. Bye. Bye.